The History of the World podcast, written and presented by Chris Hasler. This is the History of the World podcast, unscripted. So not only is he two days late, but he's also not even published a proper episode after promising us one last week. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris here from the History of the World podcast. Um, uh, yes, indeed, a couple of days late. And uh, of course, with no proper episode, which I, I thought I was going to publish one this week. But um, unfortunately, well, there's a, there's a few excuses, really. I've, I've had a lot going on. Um, and also, um, I do work in the travel industry, so uh, obviously things are, are changing radically at the moment with the lifting of restrictions following a lot of um, restrictions after the COVID crisis of the last year. Um, and it's a, it sort of had an impact on my life a bit, really, so um, time has not really been my own. And uh, also, I've, I've really discovered, like, um, in relation to um, the remaining episodes of Volume 3, um, that I did want to just sort of um, take a step back uh, for a week or two. Now, what what I mean by that, let me just explain what the rest of Volume 3 is going to be looking like. So, we've, we've only got about five episodes left, and... Um, I think we're probably there's probably going to be two summary episodes, as is uh, natural for us to do at the end of a, a section or a volume. Uh, but and also we've still got to wrap up a lot of stuff to do with the Americas. So I want to talk about the the first Mayans, uh, so the classical world Mayans. Um, I want to also talk about the settlement of Teotihuacan. Um, and then um, also last week I did promise that this week's episode was going to be on the Zapotecs. Now as I was going through my library I realised that I wasn't completely satisfied with the amount of material that I had uh, relating to these subjects. So as as it happens I've ordered one or two extra books which hopefully will, will aid me in, uh, in, the pre- in the presentation of these episodes. Uh, certainly the episode on the Zapotecs is going to be a good episode. It's going to be very uh, interesting and quite enlightening about the relationship, uh, the relationships between the Mesoamerican cultures of, of this era. So uh, I'm sure it's going to be a good episode when it does finally come, but we're just going to have to be a little bit patient. It's going to be an interesting month, actually. We're going into June now, and uh, of course it's uh, also the History of the World podcast's third birthday, and I'm also going to be taking a little trip down to the Chalk Valley History Festival. So uh, I don't know if if anyone in the UK or, or from beyond is actually planning to go to the Chalk Valley History Festival, but if you are, Drop me a line, I'll let you know what days I'm going to be down there and maybe we can sort of meet up for a little history chinwag. So there you go, that's my excuses out of the way. This is the reason why I've done this episode and uh, uh, I apologise for those of you who really do look forward to the new episodes and and I'm sorry that there's 
going to be a very limited amount of information in this week's podcast episode. But as ever, we do uh, always um, publish something at the very least, even if it is just me sort of uh, rambling on for 15 minutes uh, just to let you know that I'm still alive. So um, thank you so much if you are listening to this episode. And and I and I am genuinely sorry if you're disappointed that it's not uh, one of the regular podcast episodes. Um, I think it's probably a good idea just to sort of tell you about the future plans of the podcast. So, so there is going to be about another five episodes before Volume 3 comes to a close. Um, we may stumble across the finishing line somewhat, um, but um, the last five episodes are promised to be very interesting. And then um, maybe about um, two months of um, of sort of unscripted episodes just to keep us going while we prepare for the launch of Volume 4, which is probably going to be similar in length to Volume 3, so it's probably going to be another maybe 70 to 80 podcast episodes I, I would guess um so um but that's certainly going to be extremely interesting that the volume four will cover a period from maybe around sort of the year 600 right the way through to the early modern age um maybe sort of 1400 1500 that that kind of time so um it's going to be um an incredible um it's going to be an incredible volume isn't it when you consider all that happened during that period so um, much to look forward to we're going to probably give you a lot more detail about what to expect from volume 4 after we finish volume 3 and we start publishing unscripted episodes in that interim period so I'll probably enlighten you as to some of the great uh, events and and episodes that we're going to be covering so um, looking forward to that already even though we haven't finished volume 3 very much looking forward to volume 4 as well so um, I'm sure I'm sure we're all looking forward to it. Now every week we always say to you that if you want to support the podcast you can do that. You can uh, pledge uh, a monthly donation and uh, and then you become an honorary member of the History of the World podcast Illuminati. So you just go to the historyoftheworldpodcast.com website um, which has got all sorts of great stuff on it, links to all the episodes, so quick links and, and quick links to all the maps associated to the episode, although I must admit that I've, I've sort of fallen behind a little bit on the maps as well. I did update a few last week, um, but the, yeah, I'm slacking a bit, I must admit, so um, probably probably need more donations, I should imagine, to be able to free up more time, but um, to be honest, I'm a, I'm, I'm a long way from anything like that, but... Um, some of the um, some of the the members of the History of the World podcast Illuminati have qualified for rewards. So um, when you when you hit thresholds in a, in a cumulative uh, contributions, we give you rewards. So that could be gifts that we send you through the post, or it could be like special privileges such as uh, podcast episodes on the subject of your choice. Or uh, even we just ask you to submit a question. And, and this week I, I got one from a gentleman called Nick uh, Kabilafkas um, from uh, Australia. Now, um, he, he did write me a message as well beforehand. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that out because I actually thought it was quite an interesting point he made. He put, um, I've just belatedly posted a review on iTunes and heard your shout out at the end of episode 87 
I have listened to the Specialist History of Rome, Greece, Egypt and Persia podcasts, which are all wonderful, but also wanted something with a broader sweep and I have found it in your brilliant podcast. I cannot imagine the love and labour that goes into making it and I am delighted to be able to support it in that small way. My only tiny gripe is the couple of references in earlier volumes to Graham Hancock's work, which is considered complete pseudoscience by the archaeological community. Of course, being sensationalist gets you more viewers, and so we see more and more rubbish every year on, for example, the Discovery and History channel. I admire the fact that you stick to evidence, and I agree, for example, that the Bible is evidence to be weighed along with other evidence of events in the Levant even though I am not a man of faith and uh, show where the uncertainties lie I have binged from the very beginning and the wide variety among your listeners is a testament to your work and delivery I hope the podcast goes from strength to strength Uh, Nick I I think you've raised some incredible points there and really good subjects to discuss Um, certainly in terms of Graham Hancock's work um, you know when it does come to um, the ancient the ancient wonders of of the stone age let's say um and the and the very earliest um historical uh, um societies such as the egyptians um we there are great question marks um over uh, great monuments and monolithic monuments and uh, and buildings such as stonehenge such as the great pyramid uh, such as Gobekli Tepe, um, that um, it's very, very difficult to answer the question as to how these things were constructed. How on earth could human hands, with no modern technology, possibly construct such amazing things? I mean, I mean, even with modern technology, um, a, a great deal of planning and effort would have to go into such things especially the great pyramids um of egypt it's just incredible work and graham hancock um is like at the forefront of pseudoscience which is uh, which is a point of view and and we can't be too dismissive of all points of view when we really don't know the whole truth ourselves so we have to be open-minded and and accept other people's points of view um, just out of respect, really, I think, more than anything. And, um, you know, to be honest, if you put me on the spot and, and I try to not be too opinionated, but for me, I I look beyond Graham Hancock's work and, and theories um, to something that I feel is more logical. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, that's what I prefer to do. And um, that's not to say that... Um, my brain is any better than anyone else's. If 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 someone come to me and say, well, actually, you know, I've listened to what Graham Hancock has said about, you know, the the measurements of of the Great Pyramid and and and, and how that can't be ignored in terms of um, there being a relationship to that and and the coordinates of the Earth and that kind of thing. Um, you know, who am I to say that it's wrong? I'm I'm not in any position to say that it's wrong. Uh, but I certainly am in a position to say, well, you know, I'm struggling to believe that. So um, I think it's important to mention pseudoscience, even if um, maybe I, you know, I'm not too attracted to some of the pseudoscientific uh, theories. Um, but very interesting to talk about as well. 
and then then also mentioned you mentioned like the Bible, and, and I've I've spoken about this many times. These these ancient holy scriptures, um, which fundamentally are ancient scriptures. They they are a um, an important, and it, just because they're associated to religion. Um, doesn't make an ounce of difference, really. They are ancient scriptures, and as such, they should be read. Um, you know, who was to say that maybe uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh couldn't have become an, uh, a religious scripture? Um, in which case, would we have um, sort of turned our noses up at it if we are atheists uh, and said, you know, well, I don't believe it because it's associated to a religion. You know, that's almost what we're saying about the Bible: is we've got to sort of decondition our brain and say that the Bible um, is not in, uh, was not written in conflict to um, archaeology and modern science. It is actually just an ancient scripture written by ancient folk who who didn't know anything of modern technology and science. So so it, it really does relate quite closely to uh, the spiritual mindset of ancient humans. So we have to take that seriously. And and I believe a lot of what was written in the Bible is based on 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 true historical events even if it may have been sensationalised or skewed, you know, to some degree. So that's why I believe the Bible is an important um, reference. Um, Nick uh, has asked a question. He's put, um, as for the question, have you received many angry messages from ardent nationalists or religious uh, ideologues? Obviously, you've already covered the birth and initial progress of the five major religions. Of the nationalist topics, I suspect uh, most of the really controversial questions are well ahead of you. Uh, but you have touched on one. I understand that the Aryan conquest of India is controversial amongst nationalists in that country, uh, though taken as well established by the archaeological community. Though there are disputes of the usual kind as to how much of it was conquest rather than migration. That's a fascinating question, Nick. Um the the question of area migration into India, um, you know, obviously this we 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 actually even mentioned the Nazis in relation to another listener's question uh, about the Nibelungen, uh, the German uh, epic poetry, um, and and how the Nazis really used it as propaganda, and 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 this also relates to this the the whole um, the whole stigma about Aryan. Um, was is something that was created by the, the Nazis, created by Adolf Hitler, and um, really, when we talk about the Aryans, we're talking about the Aryans whose uh, name is cognate with Iranian. Um, we're talking about so so Aryan and and Iranian are essentially the same word. Um, so it's nothing to do with Nazi Germany whatsoever, um, despite their use of the word. Um, the Aryans now in the modern age are more closely sort of um, referred to as as uh, Indo-Iranians um, as a migrate as a migratory group because of the stigma of of the term Aryan, um, and maybe many Indians, um, you know, and, and maybe anyone who who is from India who listens to this podcast can set me straight on this, but maybe uh, the national feeling of Indians is you know that they were sort of against the whole um, 
idea of um, Nazi Germany and Aryan the Aryan uh, association. So maybe so maybe they did find it offensive uh, if someone suggested that um, India was founded on the back of an ancient Aryan migration. In actual fact, if we say it was a, a migration of Indic people, uh, for which we think that that is synonymous, then uh, maybe it doesn't come across uh, quite so offensive. So interesting to speculate, and and I hope I'm not um, speaking out of turn when I when I sort of suggest those things. Um, angry messages. Um, I think uh, the best place that I could be directed to, so no one really gets in touch with me and, and, and I tend to read all the emails out that I receive, so I can't recall uh, the last time I, I read anything too negative and, and, when it, and when it was, it was really questioning sort of aspects of things that I said or even just saying that something I said was downright wrong. But if um, we look at something like um, YouTube, for example and the recreation of the episode on the ancient religion of Canaan and Phoenicia. Um, I found that people were listening to the, uh, listening to the monologue um, and, um, and basically commenting because they, they weren't hearing what they wanted to hear. Um, the fact that I suggested that um, in ancient Canaan and, and, uh, and the Levant... Uh, that different versions of, um, of the uh, the emergence of of biblical stories and and the concept of 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 the monotheistic um, theory of God um, was ambiguous and and you know came from you know had different meanings like the 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 meaning of the god El and and Yahweh and how they were related to one another and how they could possibly be two separate entities when we think that there was only one supreme deity called God. Um, you know that that really did sort of get people's backs up on uh, on YouTube. And and if you go to um, and if you you know if you find the time to go and find that episode, um, you can link through to it from the website. And just find the episode on the ancient religion of Canaan that Nick Barksdale of the Study of Antiquity in the Middle Ages YouTube channel has recreated. Um, you can then uh, view that video and and view the comments below. And um, you know, if you don't take them too seriously, they're they're quite entertaining in actual fact, and and very harsh and abrasive. And but I think that that's more the nature of um, the YouTube audience is that about ten percent of them. Um, are, are probably looking to um, to have a, a bit of an argument anyway. To be honest with you, so whatever I said, that they, they would probably pick a hole in it. So, but an interesting question, and I hope I answered it well for you. But thank you so much, Nick, uh, for that. Curtis N. Smith wrote in and put in one of your older podcasts. You mentioned Israelites in Egyptian texts. I believe in a stele but under a different name than Hebrews or Israelites. What was the name the Egyptians used? Oh, that's like quiz time. It's like, that sounds like something on Mastermind, doesn't it? Um, well, I I looked this up. Um, it was a long time since I wrote those episodes, and I think I might have been referencing the Manetta uh, Steely. Um, 
which um, which sort of refers to a place called Iziria or something like that. I, if I might have um, I might have got that mistaken, but I believe that on this stele it refers to a place called uh, Iziria, and um, certainly. Um, I think Flinders Petrie was one of the first people to sort of suggest that that was Israel and um, there, there did appear to be some kind of, um, you know, acceptance among his peers that that probably was Israel. But, but we just don't really know, to be honest with you. It is all speculation, but interesting to speculate about. But uh, thanks for the question, Curtis. Coral has has written me a, a lovely message. I don't know anything else about her other than she's called Coral, but she's put, Hey, Chris, I just wanted to reach out and thank you so much for this podcast and all the work that comes along with it. My husband and I listen to a podcast every night to fall asleep and happened across yours and have never listened to anything else since. Some nights we stay up too late listening because it's so interesting, but it's worth it. You party animals, you, like staying up all night, what? how dare you um, now we often find ourselves listening to you during our day your voice and accent is very lovely to fall asleep to not the first people to say that and is a source of calm for me now I love the content but I also love the way you are able to deliver it and keep my uh, keep me engaged and interested we just finished up season 2 and I can't wait for season 3 anyways I just wanted to reach out and thank you for the positive impact your podcast has had in our lives we love the show. Bedtime will never be the same without you. Um, that's, <laughs> I'm trying to recall the last time I heard that. Uh, keep up the great work kindly, Cole. That's a lovely message, Cole. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to write it. It's very, very, very kind. Let's read out some reviews, shall we? We've got um, Roman Pilgrim from Australia has written World History for Everyone. Chris has created a wonderful, clear and accessible history of the world from the first hominins to, so far, the classic world, covering the first civilizations and beyond from Mesopotamia and Egypt to India and China and the Americas, then back to classical Greek, uh, Greece, I beg your pardon, Rome and beyond. His love of history is contagious and he presents evidence even-handedly without lapsing into pseudo-science. <laughs> well, that's bizarre, isn't it? We've mentioned pseudoscience again. It is a massive effort, well-researched, and well worth the time of anyone who wants to learn more about the history of the human race. Uh, well, that's a very nice review, uh, Roman Pilgrim. Uh, Wellsford Rugby from Australia has put top, brilliant podcast, highly recommended, I listen daily. And then Doc3 from the United States of America has put History of the World Review. I'm not... An expert on the quality of podcasts. This is the second one I've listened to. I am very interested in history and I'm so glad that I found this one. My compliments to Chris for his expertise and his ability to communicate what he has learned to the rest of us who were too lazy to put in the research into learning about the world we have inherited. Thank you so much. Um, brilliant reviews, everyone. Thank you so much indeed. So I'm going to round off now this week and uh, thank you so much for your time listening to this and, and your patience in bearing with me while I create the newest episodes. Um, I'd like to uh, welcome Mark D into the History of the World podcast Illuminati. Thank you so much, Mark. And um, until next week, uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, everyone, and be good.
Come to the History of the World Podcast.com and join all the other hot welders on our wide range of social media. Why not support the podcast by clicking the Patreon link or buying me a book and becoming a lifelong member of the History of the World Podcast Illuminati? Drop me a line at historyoftheworldpodcast.mail.com and let me know what you thought of this week's episode. See you next time.